Welcome to the Gathering Strength Podcast, the podcast that explores the depths of the human experience, and we find inspiration in the face of adversity. I'm your host, it's your boy Ruby Rube, and together we will embark on a journey of self-discovery, resilience, and growth. In today's episode, we're going to dive into a concept that has been contemplated by philosophers, artists, and great thinkers throughout the ages. Memento Mori. If you don't know what Memento Mori means, well, you're going to learn today. So take out your writing utensils, a pen, a paper, a highlighter, crayons, chalk, whatever. Bust out that Lisa Frank stationery. Because you're going to learn today. Now, memento mori is Latin for remember death. It serves as a powerful reminder of our mortality. And it's urging us to embrace the present moment and live each day to the fullest. It asks us to confront our fears, acknowledge the transient nature of life, and reflect on what truly matters. Now, that phrase, memento mori, it's Latin. Jeez, who would have known or thought that I'd be teaching y'all new languages? Anyways, so that phrase, remember that you will die or remember death. And it's a philosophical concept that serves as a reminder of the inevitability of death. So there's no way around it. There are some certain things that are inevitable. Benjamin Franklin said that death and taxes are inevitable. Now I'm going to add trauma to that list. And Benjamin Franklin, he already said death. So it's coming. So memento mori. Remember that you must die. That you are going to die. That death is inevitable. Now that phrase, it originated in ancient Rome and has been used throughout history as a way to reflect on the impermanence of human existence and the importance of living a meaningful life. So throughout your day, you know, all of the little petty things, all of the little thorns in our sides, all of the little pebbles in our shoes. Yeah, I know it's tough. And that's one of the the ways that we gather our strength is by learning of philosophical phrases and quotes that have resonated and lasted throughout the millennia. And they were applicable to the men of the past who generated this phrase. They're applicable to the people of the present and it's going to be applicable to the people in the future. Memento mori, the people who come in and out of this life, it is inevitable that you're going to die. So that is going to serve as a reminder that time is limited and that one should make the most of the present moment. Focusing on what is truly important rather than getting caught up in the trivial matters. Now in art and literature, memento mori is often depicted through symbols such as skulls, the hourglass, or withering flowers. And that is to serve as a visual reminder of the transient nature of life. The intention to prompt viewers or readers to reflect on their own mortality and to live their lives, man, with purpose and intention. Because if you're not living a purposeful life, 
man, what are you doing? You're probably just being distracted. You're probably being distracted with something that is of a lower value and it's not, you know, benefiting you in the most meaningful way. Now check this out. There's something fascinating with the human brain and it it perplexes me to know that, hey, when I'm struggling with anger and frustration or these, these lowbrow value thoughts and I'm holding on to anger or just embittered, I, I find it fascinating because I know that my time on this planet is limited. Every single second that ticks by brings me closer to my inevitable death. So I wonder my, to myself, I'm like, man, why do I feel these petty little thoughts about all of these little things that are just annoying? And that's something that I work on because I need to live in the present moment and know that I have everything that I have and that I can, you know, do without a lot of these things that distract me from the present moment. Now, one of the things that, you know, plagues me, and this is something that just, it's one of those things that plagues anyone who is efficient. Now, if I don't bring this memento mori philosophical phrase into the forefront of my mind, I can let the present moment slip away from me, ultimately robbing me of the joy and the peace that I'm intended to have. Such as this. For example, Mira, listen, you're going to learn something about your host, Ruby Rube, today. Now, because I am an efficient man, I'm goal-oriented, I like to know what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it, why I'm doing just all of these things. And if I don't find value in it, you know, ultimately, I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to cast that stuff off to the side. But there are some of these things that are truly important and some of these things were my aspirational values that I have identified. Now, I should be focusing on those, absolutely. But if I let my mind run wild and don't reel things back in, then I can get distracted. For example, like whenever we, me and my my children, or me and my wife, me and my household, whenever we're going to the park, you know, things can be a little bit stressful, you know, just getting out of the house. My my daughter, she's four years old, and in the span of 15 or 20 minutes, she can do a 100 wardrobe changes. Now, she wants to wear this, she wants to wear that, she wants to put on socks with shoes. Next thing you know, she wants to take the, sh- uh, swap out the shoes and put on another type of sock and now the socks are bothering her just whatever right and because I'm an I am a efficient guy I know that man it's like hey make up your mind put on the socks or don't put on the socks I don't care let's just get out of this house and go to the park and now because you know that that frustrates me because we're wasting valuable time this time that can be spent contemplating your sock to shoe swapping and finding the perfect fit, which seems elusive. I don't think that that exists for her. All of that time is being wasted and we can go to the park. 
But, you know, that doesn't do anything other than, you know, frustrate me. The moment is then and there. And the moment is realizing that, hey, it doesn't matter whether we're at the park. It doesn't matter whether we're in Disneyland. It doesn't matter whether we're in Mexico or just wherever. The moment is there in the house. And everything is all good. I have food in my belly. My body is healthy. My daughter's healthy. And while that little tumultuous tantrum that my daughter is, you know, throwing and subjecting the whole household to, it's all good. But if I, you know, get into my mind to where I'm thinking about how much time we're wasting and spending time trying to decide this little thing when we could be at the park now, that robs me of the present moment and that moment that you know whether she's having the moment or my wife is having the moment or my son or myself if we're having a moment that's all right you know that this too shall pass memento mori ultimately we don't need to rush to these things because when you rush it really takes away from the present moment when you rush You see these blessings as obstacles. When you rush, you become blind to all of the things that you have. And that that is a quick and fast way to take everything for granted. Memento mori, remember, you must die. Now, the, the average lifespan for men and women, that is going to vary across different countries and regions. However, globally, the average life expectancy has been steadily increasing over the years due to advancements in healthcare, improved living conditions, and better access to education and resources. So, man, right now, it's a great time to be alive because, um, as of right now, the average life expectancy on a global level is around 70 years while for women it is approximately 74 years now these figures are based on estimates from the world health organization and can vary depending on various factors such as socioeconomic conditions healthcare infrastructure lifestyle choices and genetic predispositions let's see furthermore life expectancy can also differ within a country based on factors such as income, education, and access to healthcare. People from lower socioeconomic backgrounds may have shorter life expectancies due to limited access to resources and higher prevalence of health risk. Now keep in mind that we already identified the average lifespan. So let's see, the average lifespan, so for men it's 70 years. That is approximately... 524 weekends that's it that's all you get on average in your life is 524 weekends that's it remember you must die memento mori so with figures like this in the forefront of your mind it can help you put into perspective your highest value goals your highest value 
uh, ideals and aspirations. You don't have forever. It might seem like you have time to figure yourself out, to, to put a remedy to all of these problems that continue to perplex us, but we, hey, we don't have too much time, so we need to first identify the superfluous, which is essentially the unnecessary, the extra, and we need to identify the vital and necessary, and it's important to do that because memento mori, you are going to die, don't forget that, so the more time that you can spend on your highest values and the less time you will that means the less time you will spend on all this trivial bullshit now one of the the things that helped me to obtain the current mindset that I have is to practice mindfulness now, I, I didn't even know that that word was applicable to myself. I was like, mindfulness? All right, yes, I, I know where I'm at. I know that I, when I look at my hands, that's my hand. When I look at my feet, that's my feet. When I look at myself in the mirror, that's my reflection. But mindfulness, it is deeper than that. Now... Focus on your senses and engage fully with your surroundings. Take deep breaths, observe your thoughts without judgment, and redirect your attention to the present whenever your mind wanders. Ultimately, you know, that is finding time for solitude, to meditate. And once again, that was something that I didn't think was applicable to myself. I thought when it comes to meditating, you had to have your chakras aligned. You had to put on a man bun. I thought that, you know, you had to have some incense burning. You had to, I don't know, do all these things that you really don't need to do. All you have to do is find some quiet time. It doesn't need to be, you know, 45 minutes, an hour. You can simply do it, start with two minutes. Find two minutes to focus on deep breathing and yeah, focus on your thoughts. Whatever thoughts come into your mind, just let them come. You don't need to judge them. You don't need to think that you're a horrible person because you're thinking this or you don't need to think that you are a great person for having another particular type of thought. Just let them come and when they do come, just sweep them to the side and just be in the present moment. Now, another way that we can uh, cultivate a more mindful present moment mindset is to cultivate gratitude for the present moment and appreciate the small mom moments of joy. Limit distractions such as electronic devices and allocate dedicated time for activities that bring you joy. Regular meditation or mindfulness exercises can also help develop present moment awareness. To meditate, find a quiet and comfortable space. Sit in a relaxed position, either on a cushion or a chair with a straight back. Close your eyes or soften your gaze. Focus your attention on your breath. 
observing the inhalations and exhalations. When your mind wanders, gently bring it back to your breath. Notice any sensations, thoughts, or emotions without judgment. Start with shorter sessions and gradually increase the duration. Consistency and patience are the key in developing a meditation practice. Now, before I started doing this, I didn't have the patience for meditation, and therefore, I didn't have patience. Now, that's patience. That's something you have to practice. I'm, I'm still working on that, but I'm getting better. And if you were to analyze your weaknesses and analyze your strengths, one of the weaknesses that I had was I was impatient. And I couldn't just sit there and take those deep breaths. I, my mind was wandering and running around. It was, it was equivalent to like a dog walker taking a big dog out for a walk and the dog's just pulling and just, you know, running this way and running that way. Ultimately, you have to train your mind to come back into the present moment just like a skilled dog dog walker will yank on that leash and bring the dog back under control and over time that dog is going to be walking lockstep side by side and even though a distracting stimuli is going to happen that dog is not going to want to bolt off it's not going to want to uh, tug on the leash, it's not going to go in any other direction except for the direction that the dog walker is walking on. And that's what you have to do with your mind. That's what I had had to do with my mind. I had to get it under control because when I first started, I sucked at it. I would you know, try to find that quiet, comfortable space. Uh, I would try to find that quiet and comfortable space and I would sit down and I'd be like, oh, this isn't working. After like two breaths and I would just get up and I would, you know, go on with my day. And because I wasn't able to do that, I wasn't learning anything and I, I didn't grow. Now, as time went on, I got better at it. And now I'm able to be calm and be present and be in the moment. And I'm not distracted by outside stimulus my values are clear, my intentions are clear, my actions and everything is in alignment with who I want to be and what I want to do and what direction I want to go in. Just like that, that dog that learned how to walk. You learn how to keep your mind focused and pointed in a direction. Now that's going to take, take some practice. Now, if you, you know, haven't tried meditating, I know that that word can have a negative connotation where it's like, oh, who are you? You're meditating? Oh, what are you, some kind of hippie or some type of guru? What are you, you know, you're trying to, trying to do something? But hey, if you have a brain and if you have thoughts, then you need to get them all under control. If you haven't tried it, you don't know what you're missing out on and you know you you can speculate on whether or not it's going to work, but like I said, if you have a brain and if you are a human and if you have 
you know, a, a, a subconscious and a conscience and you have a million different directions that your mind is wanting to go, you need to get it under control. And one of the ways that you can do that is by practicing meditation and going back to the original dialogue that I started this with is memento mori, remember you must die. Now, the way that you have a more fulfilling life is by getting your mind under control, by getting your thoughts under control and working on yourself because you don't want to take all of your weakness and inadequacies all the way to the end of your life and be like, you know what, I never got this under control. So figure yourself out. So take inventory of your strengths and your weaknesses because when you strengthen your weakness, it's important because it allows us to become a more well-rounded individual. By addressing our weaknesses, we can develop new skills, expand our knowledge, and enhance our abilities. Hey, your boy Ruby Ruby has your back. I want you to have the buff body, mind, spirit, and bank. And I want you to be more well-rounded because... You don't want to just have all these strengths in one particular realm and just be completely weak and inadequate in another form. Because ultimately, if it's not just you who are paying for that that consequence and that shortcoming, then hey, the other people in your life who you are responsible for, they're going to be bearing the, the brunt of that burden as well. So you want to make things easier on other people? strengthen yourself now when you do that it's going to promote personal growth it boosts self-confidence and it enables us to face challenges with greater resilience and what type of person wouldn't want to face challenges with greater resilience what type of person would choose willingly to unfocus their mind and be in a position that is going to promote Disease and weakness and stagnation. Not anyone who I would want to fox with, so. Strengthening your weaknesses also increases adaptability and flexibility, enabling us to navigate a variety of situations more efficiently. It fosters a mindset of continuous improvement and maximizes our potential for success in various aspects of life. Now, as it pertains to that old proverb, money doesn't buy happiness. Yep, this is one of those things that you can't buy. You can't get this delivered via DoorDash along with the side of Kung Pao chicken. I'm sorry. You got to do it yourself. Now, let's see. Here are some quotes about time. This one is by Benjamin Franklin. Lost time is never found again. Now, I like that one because every day brings along with it an opportunity to promote and gather some strength and gather some resilience and make some opportunity out of your adversity. Time flies over us but leaves its shadow behind. Time is what we want most but what we use worst. Now Seneca had a awesome quote talking about talking about time. Let me see, hold on. 
Now, one of my mentors, Seneca, the Roman philosopher, he wrote extensively on the concept of time. Now, here is a quote. Life is long if you know how to use it. So this quote, it encapsulates Seneca's perspective that the length of one's life is not solely determined by chronological years, but rather by how one makes use of the time they are given. It emphasizes the importance of living purposefully and making the most of each moment in order to truly experience a fulfilling and meaningful life. Hey, Seneca knew about memento mori. So let's... um. Let's, let's roll over to the Bible. Some biblical uh, quotes about the brevity of time. Yet, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. That is James 4.14. I like how it compares life to being a mist. And it appears for a little time and then vanishes. Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Psalm 144.4 For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. Psalm 90-9 uh, This is a good one. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it's gone and its place remembers it no more. Psalm 103, 15-16 So man, yeah, life goes by fast. So here is another example. Uh, my wife and I, we were talking about her grandparents. They both lived until like their 90s. And I was thinking about that. And as she was telling me, I was in the bathroom and I just looked at myself in the mirror and she's talking about her grandpa and how he was in the military and he did all these things. He had a adventure of a life. And I just happened to look at myself in the mirror. I was like, man, there was a time where that man was my age, looking at himself in the mirror, young, handsome, good looking, strapped, jacked and chiseled. But where is he at now? gone so the life of mortals is like grass they flourish like a flower of the field the wind blows it over and it's gone and not even the place remembers it come on memento mori remember you must die so it's hard to believe and wrap our minds around how many people have come in and out of this world right now in the present moment I'm alive, I'm 39 years old, and I'm jacked, chiseled, and I'm doing all right. I have a few shekels in my, in my pocket, I got some dividends working for me, things are good. But man, time marches on. So here is an estimation uh, via Google. It, it is estimated that over 108 billion humans have been born throughout history. So that is 108 billion people. So check this out. Here's another little trippy thing. Uh, in the human intestine, it is estimated that there can be around 100 billion to 1 trillion bacteria per square inch. 
the exact number can vary depending on various factors such as diet, individual health, and microbial diversity. The intestine provides a favorable environment for bacteria to thrive and fulfill important roles in digestion and our overall health. So there is more bacteria in one square inch of our intestine than there has been humans ever born. Fascinating stuff, right? So 108 billion people have come into this world and I am one of them, and so are you. And one day, I'm going to be gone, and one day, you're going to be gone. One day, my little girl is going to be an old lady, and one day, she's going to be gone too. One day, my house is going to be leveled, and something new is going to be built on it. But hey, that's all right. I won't be here. Fascinating stuff. So if this podcast is meant to do anything I hope that it puts into perspective some of your problems the brevity of life and how you only get one so why not gather some strength work on yourself get rid of those weaknesses and the things that stop you from becoming the best version that you can be and bring that into fruition and move that person forward and manifest that whatever the better version of yourself is shoot for that until next time thank you so much for listening it's onward always onward